We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Good evening, my fellow weirdos. Those of us who love hanging out on this Spotify Live app, you are joining me for another episode of Mavs Party. First one we've had in a couple of days because the Dallas Mavericks just had what has to be perhaps their weirdest win of the season. Really invigorating win over the Utah Jazz on the road. Down Luka Doncic, down Dorian Finney-Smith, down Spencer Dinwiddie because those last two guys are now New Jersey Nets or Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving's not yet with the team yet. Uh, whichever Morris brother we got is not yet with the team. The Dallas Mavericks were were down bodies, and boy did they come through big. Led in in what will hopefully be the the kind of game which will plant his ass firmly in the starting lineup for for in, until he he proves he doesn't deserve it. Josh Green fueled the team twenty nine points, uh, lots of lots and lots of attacking, a ridiculous plus thirty eight. Uh, he was basically the only, like the reason that they won. Um, as much as he got his ass whooped by Steph Curry the other night, he turned back around and put it, put you know, pushed it all forward tonight in a great, great effort. Really fun to watch. Um, kind of confused as to what the scouting report is on Josh Green because they just didn't guard him a lot of the time. Uh, they didn't stop him in transition. They didn't guard his threes. They didn't guard his drives. And for him to take advantage, to score 29 points on 17 shots, really impressive. Also, Jaden Hardy, who came through in a really big way, hitting a variety of shots, attacking the rim kind of relentlessly. I think he got blocked three times, which are shot attempts. So if you back those three out, he was eight of nine from the floor. Uh, He had some really just nice, crisp moves. Uh, There's a V-cut where he put Kelly Olenek on his ass. 
uh, early in like the the second quarter that I, I don't know. It was, I was just really pleased, really fun game to watch. Can't believe it was this much fun. Uh, and we're here and we're going to talk about it. Um, I don't want to stay up all night because I am, I am just really tired from the past several days. Uh, if you guys want to talk about anything from the past several days, as you know, we had a ton of stuff up on Mavs Moneyball. If you, none of you have checked that out yet, we probably had like six posts today, whole variety of stuff. Uh, some of it weird, some of it good, some of it maybe a little bit upsetting depending on who you are, um, but just lots of takes and, and that's what we were here for. Okay, coming up first is my man Chris, who probably wants to crow. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I honestly surprised we won this game, but just I want to win. stay up uh, late to watch basketball. I I want it to be entertaining, and this was fun. Yeah, very fun. And yeah, both of them had 29 points. You know, Josh Green, Hardy, um, everybody's hitting the free throws. Uh, very impressive win tonight, really. I mean, just on defense too. Uh, we're just getting stops and just playing really fast tonight. Obviously, I mean, Luke is not on the floor, but I think with Kyrie coming in, I mean, it's going to be a good combination of slow and fast. So, so Kyrie, um, Kyrie pushes it a little more than people think. I think because his game is a little bit methodical that they think he maybe plays a little slow, but he runs with the nets when he had the opportunity. So I hope he pushes the Mavericks because in all honesty, they're not big enough to play this slowdown game. Like, if you really go through who the guys that we want to play, when Josh Green and Luca are among the bigger dudes, that means they're, you're kind of hoisting out a smaller team. Because on paper, Kyrie's smaller than Jaden Hardy. I'm not sure if that's the case. I'm going to be very interested to see that uh, side by side. But, you know, it, you got to, like, surprise teams. Get out and punish them, you know? I'm so glad uh, Hardy could be alongside Kyrie, just like learn from him. Cause I mean, Hardy's similar to Kyrie in a way, uh, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just so, so looking forward to just seeing Luca and Kyrie play alongside each other. We don't have to worry about Luca being double teamed all damn game long. You know, we're down two or three points with five seconds to go. We don't have to worry about everybody's. They're just going to go to Luca. I mean, it's sure you have to worry about Kyrie now. Hell you probably have to watch Josh green in the corner hitting a three. I mean, um, so did you did you listen to any any basketball podcasts today? Oh, mine? I'm I'm too loyal. I guess I just listened to y'all stuff. Okay, so so <laughs> to, Zach to Lowe and Brian Windhorst did a really good podcast about this trade, and Zach Lowe talked extensively oh, yeah. about how the uh, the 2016 17 Cavs and 2015 16 Cavs for that matter um, had sort of a just a pet pick and roll play with Luca. I'm sorry, with LeBron and Kyrie just being, you know, running a pick and roll. It didn't matter which one was which, but because of who the players are, you cannot hit hedge, you cannot switch. You cannot do shit against that, which Luca. I did see that because they were showing that mm-hmm. actually on NBA today on ESPN. I was watching much. So, so in those uh, moments, or, you you're know, just talking on the side, about like, that's what will happen. That's what will happen. Yeah. Oh, so looking forward to it. Um, now Christian Wood, I know I know it's his first game back. He didn't have a great game. And he's all, you know, kind of worried about getting traded. But I mean, has the Mavs even offered him an extension, do you know? Or I mean No, I mean, I mean, so so that's a great question. So Sham Sharania actually said yesterday on one of those video spots that the Mavericks have offered him an extension. No one reported it. Okay. That I, I have them blocked. That at Mavs underscore FFL Twitter account, that that content thieving idiot, whoever he is. 
you know, tweeted it out today with the Mavs offered him an extension. Roar. Well, his agent's not going to take it because his agent thinks he can get more money on the market. Oh my God. I hate his agent already. I, know, uh, I just cooked. I just yeah. Cooked. My thing I is like, well, yeah, you were saying on the podcast, Josh Bowen, I just did. I didn't get any DMS from him after this game, after his crisp one of seven shooting performance. <laughs> but you, you would say, okay, then you, you got to trade him. But I'm like, uh, well, I mean, if there's not a lot of sellers out there right now, I mean, what would we get? I mean, we we obviously need some type of defender or, you know, rim protector. Um, I don't know, man. I just hope that we just don't lose him for nothing because we didn't we give up a first round pick to get him. Yes, we did, but it was the it was the pick that uh, was like 27 or whatever this year. So it's um, is it a protected one? No, or? I mean, like it that was it was the pick in the draft, the 2022 draft, like from that summer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. I, I have to go well, find this. We'll, this we'll, was, we'll see how that goes, but I, I think that they probably will trade him in the next couple of days. It, I mean, if he's not signing his extension. You, this is amazing. This is from about 11 hours ago. Tim McMahon uh, tweets that Christian Wood is well aware that the Mavs are discussing potential trades involving him. He said he's trying to stay off social media and talk to Jason Kidd and GM Nico Harrison as much as possible. What is he hearing from them? Uh, <laughs> nothing, Wood said. I hope I'm not traded. So us and, and Christian Wood each trying to get answers from Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison, not getting them. I feel kind of bad for him after reading that, to be honest. <laughs> If he wants to stay with the Mavs, why can't he just tell his agent just just take the extension? I mean, I don't get it. His so. agent, his agent is this like I don't want to speak too out of school on this, but I will say that I think from what I've understood, his agent has gone out of his way to irritate every single person involved in the process. So, man, was he the same agent that Nerlens Noel had? <laughs> God. So, so, well, no, any other yeah, remember that the four year. Uh, Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, lastly, yeah. Uh, I'm just glad we'll, we'll have to see much Frank Nilakina and McKinley Wright because they're just they're just not. Poor McKinley Wright. I mean, that dude had like that dude was bad today. Felt felt rough for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, ten points, but yeah, it's uh, it was rough. But yeah, Frank Nilakina be banished to the bench forever. I I, I like that very much. So yeah. that's all I got. Tonight. Thanks for joining the starting assault tonight. Okay, who all we got in here? Okay, I got Jason Gallagher in here because I think he was really pissed that he missed our our our. 90 minute bonanza yesterday <laughs> what's what's going on man in the black hat that, I, I i listened to that uh, you know after the fact and it was tremendous everybody offered a lot of great stuff kirk I, um, I had like friends that i didn't know listen to the show reach out and they're like that was a really fun show which i i, I, just, I like i'm glad it, people enjoyed it it was really fun um and i think that uh you do a great job on here and i think that you ought to get your flowers for that so cheers tell, to tell you. jj i am available should he need another <laughs> lame white man to yell at that you know we, we could always use that dude what a fun night it was though. fun like, i had a great time watching it, tonight's game it, it it occasionally feels like a storm is coming that that is a combination of incredibly like, like you posted the clip of Rosillo talking about incredibly fun basketball that's going to be coming. And then possibly some frustrating moments. I mean, who, who the hell knows, but we gotta like celebrate these fun, fun moments. Skin, skin, um, tweeted about how just how freaking fun tonight was. And, and I loved being a Mavs fan tonight. That was a lot of fun. I was not expecting it too. Cause it's like, what I tell most people, and this is, you know, this is a, a part-time-ish job, okay? But it's yeah. also fun. Then, then there are nights 
when you you watch out of obligation, not because you want to. And that's what tonight was. I'm not going to make that up. Like, I thought they were going to get waxed because Utah can score a billion points. And instead, what happened is they were did they disrespected Dallas, and and that's where we were. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, I just want to say because it, it, we I had like a. a uh, interesting little moment today because my son's favorite basketball player in the world is Dorian Finney-Smith, oh. which is very funny to me. And I told him he was traded oh. and I'm not kidding. He almost like went into tears. He was really, really upset by it. Like, Why? And you know, every, every parent and every kid has to go through this, but all I'll say is that just shout out Dorian Finney-Smith. He meant a lot to the city of Dallas. He, by all you know, accounts, loved the team, loved the city, and the the guy was just like an, a, a a true professional. JJ literally says he's one of his favorite teammates ever, and JJ played eight games in Dallas. So that just shows you the kind of guy that. No, he, he better was. get a standing O when he's back in Dallas next year. I mean, he better, he better. He he's just such an awesome guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Kyrie stuff. It's always going to be a who knows for me. I think if anyone follows me on Twitter, it, it, it I, I know that people you know, know that I can be, ten, you know, I can be a little negative, but, but a lot, no! of, a lot of it just has to do with the fact that in season, you know, trade deadline trades. I'm I just, hate trade deadline. I hate it. I, I'm just not a fan of, and I don't, and then, and then you start to think about the long-term implications and that's where, where it, you know, the reputation isn't great, but, but, but I'm here today to say tonight was a lot of fun. It and was I'm really, and I'm really, really just going to miss Dorian Finney-Smith. He was awesome. We're gonna was we're awesome. at Mavs Moneyball. We're going to write about the two players who left at some point because I think I appreciate both of them a great deal. While 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 we're here, while I'm thinking yeah. about this out loud, Tyler Adams came on this show sure. on Friday. Okay, it was the Friday afternoon show, mm-hmm. and we were still wondering what was going on. And basically gave this take. He said, I wonder if Spencer has become the bad vibes guy was more or less the take because he said Spencer was the one who reacted very negatively to the mural and the talk around Luca not having help. And he also gave that really fucking stupid answer and quote when the Mavericks got beat by the Wizards. That really awful, like those guys are just out there trying to get numbers. And it's like, what are you, you just lost to them? What are you like? Why are you doing this? It was like a three minute long soliloquy. And I cooked him with gas after that. And it makes me wonder yeah. if that sort of thing, if, if, you know, because honestly, I think Spencer gave his heart to the team, but I also think that he was not a point guard and he was miscast and he tried to play the Luca role a little too much. Yeah. And he, like, he would look guys off a lot. Like that's just the thing that happened. And so I, I sort of think that with both him and Dorian and I love Dorian yeah. too. I think they got the maximum possible return on those two guys. Cause I don't think, I, I, I don't I think don't, their stocks would have been higher. No, no. I think that that's exactly right. I mean, I think that, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Spencer, Spencer had, you know, there, there's a reason why, you know, he didn't work in certain other places. And I think any guy who has a, re- a reputation like Spencer and honest to God, Kyrie, it's they'll come in and they'll, they'll, they'll put on like Kyrie. Kyrie's got to get paid. You know what I mean? Like he's going to do his best. If, if he's not, a, if he's not a good soldier, 
I will. I mean, he's, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be completely shocked. I mean, but now he, he very well yeah, might be a bad but, soldier because it feels like predicting Kyrie <laughs> is like predicting the weather in Missouri. Just wait five minutes. It's it's yeah yeah it's tough. But but I mean the Spencer thing. I mean who who the hell knows? I, I just I just kind of like I come back to this sort of like if you're you know. Uh, I, I have for every for every listener here, I get a lot of my like basketball knowledge from from my boss, and he says if you're a team that needs someone to save you at the trade deadline, then you are fucked. And yes. there is very little historical precedent for somebody to come in and save your season. Now, that being said, I do think Luca is a one of one talent. So anything is possible when it comes to that. But I just tend to lean on that. And then if you're making this sort of desperation trade, then it's like you're doing it for a guy who usually is done with whatever situation he's in, mm-hmm. you know, within a year or so. So that, mm-hmm. that was a lot of the negativity that came with it on my end. Um, but I hope um, Mavs Twitter doesn't hate me too terribly much. It, it is going to be interesting. No, the, like the Kyrie takes are, you you know, you, I, I'm always loath to check the comments at Mavs Moneyball, even though it's like literally part of my job. And we wrote yeah. a variety of articles today. And with the with the occasional exception of some hotep that wants to come in and tell us that, hey, you know, you're a like like I'm sorry, but but the black Israelites are the real real Jewish people. Like most of the comments were like, I disagree because of this, but I understand why you feel that way. So Sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Well, um, all I'll say is that I, I'll miss Dorian. It'll be, it'll be interesting that, you know, the, the person who was on before me talked about the, you know, the, the combination of, of speed and slow, you know, that is going to be like, honest to God, really, really fascinating to watch because defensively it's going to be something else. And I think in a lot of ways, in order to beat certain personnel it's going to take it's going to take Kyrie speeding it the hell up along with these young guys and it's going to be you know it's gonna it's gonna be entertaining as hell to watch I mean that that's the one thing that like I haven't really <laughs> I guess I could come out on record and just say this is going to be a show um I think that Dallas Mavericks are going to be a show and then and then the other thing that they have going for them is that I genuinely don't have faith in the top two seats in the in the west um I don't have a lot of faith in them. So there you go. You know, the thing that we have going for us, and I'll let you go here. The thing that we have going for us is like the vibes for for Memphis in particular have to be like stage five alarm bell shit. So it, it's like the Mavericks have really no, like the expectations I think are high because Luca's expectations are high, but you know, a lot of people don't expect this to work. So if it doesn't work, what does that mean relative to expectations? Well, I don't know, but but our good friend Zach Harper said it best, which is the Mavs ceiling is higher, but their floor is lower. And I think that that is <laughs> I didn't the most- hear that. That's good. He, he, 
he, he, he, yeah, he wrote it in the athletic. And I honestly was like, I couldn't put it better myself because it's, and, and, and it's really not, it's not meant to be a personal, personal shot at anyone who believes in Kyrie, anything like that. It literally just sort of has to do with, Hey, if the precedent that he set himself in the last five years happens, well then. I mean, four months is a long we're, time we're, to keep your shit together when you can't go, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're extremely fucked if that happens, <laughs> and that's okay. But but if we're if if it works, it works, and and you know uh, I am willing to I, give it a chance because as much as some of the, the the very positive Mavs accounts like piss me off on 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 just on a, like on a principle, I would much rather be happy than be mad. Yeah, correct. Um, and and I'm just you know like. I'm not going to um, comment on some, on some things with regards to his. Uh, I just like, just like, let's not post Alex Jones for just can a we few not, months. And, and not post, like I said this, and I made a couple people mad because of course I did. Can we not yeah. tweet like a Facebook mom with a multi-level marketing business that has to do with crystals? Can we not? <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome. I mean, I, I, I say that in a, in a joking way, but I just, I feel like that's a universal well, I thing. I want him I to say, talk oh, like this. That's actually what I want. I, Tweet I, I, how I, you I talk. Say, like, get up there on a Mavs podium and be like, just just say shit exactly like he typed. That that would be much funnier than, than everything else. That would be way better. That would be way better. But, but I say the Alex Jones thing because I feel like that is a universal... Everybody can get behind that. It's dumb. Well, so you want to hear an amazing joke? My so there have been some amazing Twitter jokes the last couple of days because that's what Twitter is for. I saw in one of the group chats I'm in, someone said, "I'm really glad that we don't have to hear the Bitcoin noise every time that Spencer scores now." And somebody responded with, "Are we going to have to hear an Alex Jones noise every time Kyrie scores?" That is true. I mean, we really underrated. We really underrated for anyone who knows anything about the the NBA. Spencer wasn't. I mean, he wasn't Mister Like. You know, just like he had his he had his quirks too. All these guys do. They're all weirdos. Like you don't get to be a professional athlete by being anything other than kind of a low grade lunatic. Totally. Andre points out Uh, the smoothies and the fact that he only ate steak and smoothies is amazing. Um, I, w- I want to say just because I'm, I've been on these and, and, you know, I see she, see, she, she is on and, and she comments a lot. I agree. Alec, or Kyrie's not. No, Alec. no. But like in terms of jokes, like, like the jokes are but, great. But, no, 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 no. But we can, we can plainly state that Alex Jones and his content sucks and yes. sharing sucks and that's okay. I've got friends that suck, uh, that share sucky things and that's okay. I just want, I just want to clear that up. But I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. You know, I don't know. No, it's, it's fine. To, to, like, like, like if, if he could come in and, you know, if he could go like, what was he doing in the Celtics arena when the other, when he was, was he spraying something? I'm trying to remember this when he was walking around Kyrie, who Kyrie, dude, Kyrie incense. Stepped on what Mark if he went and sprayed incense on Mark Cuban? Dude, uh, Kyrie stepped on Lucky's face, and I, as far as I'm concerned, that's a that's a positive. So I'm into that. More stepping on Lucky's face. What if he just burned sage in Mark Cuban's seat before Mark Cuban sat there? Like just went and sat in Cuban's <laughs> seat and burned sage for like an hour. Just sat right there. I don't know. I'm just I'm off my rocker. I mean, I'm into it. I'm into it. Just just whatever you got to do. Um, okay. Well, you should let some other people oh, yeah. come on. But Brad, I got to chat. Talk soon. Uh, shout out Maps Twitter. Be good. Peace.
Uh, Krishna, I'm bringing you on early so that you don't feel the need to 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 finish this out tonight. What's going on, Kirk? How are you? I'm fine. What's up? Um, <laughs> I listened to our Friday talk <laughs> and I just laughed. Um, I don't know. This was good. This was good, Kirk. I was so I was genuinely so worried about this game that I just watched the stars. Okay. Because I I had no idea what it was going to be, but I did not see Josh Green and Jaden Hardy drop, dropping twenty nine. Great, tonight. it was a lot of fun. I mean, I I think I said in another chat like this is the kind of stuff that makes this fun, like because I don't know, there's just something awesome about seeing two young guys, especially two young guys that you draft, and like it's not like they're perfect, but it's awesome to see those kinds of things because it, it has nothing but just positive energy. And especially after a weekend like this, no matter what your feelings are about the trade, like it's just awesome to see both those guys have such a great night and it's been fun. I've been an absolute nuisance on Twitter about Josh Green, but it's been, it's been great. It's been awesome. You're, you're supposed to enjoy this, and I wish you would have watched it. I hope you get to go see more highlights after the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tweeted Panda, like, this is going to be my favorite video, highlight video to watch, like, ever. I mean, I, I've definitely been a Josh Green supporter for so yes. long, and if I told you I couldn't imagine this, it's true. Like, I could never have imagined Josh Green dropping 29 points and, like, I know it's not going to consistently happen probably, but the fact that this kind of stuff is happening and like, this is a real thing that's happened. Like Josh Green dropped 29 points in an NBA game. Like if you told someone that like in 2018 or sorry, 2020 that Josh Green is going to drop 29 points, people would like look at you nuts. And the fact that two rookies did it. And I, I think it was, I saw it from Mark. Not a rookie Mike, third year player. You nerd. Excuse me. Sorry, sorry. I, I got so into like that they're so young. Yeah, but but I think it's like it's so interesting, right? Like they're they're that young in the sense that Josh is what twenty two. I don't know. Like, he's a young man, though. That's good. He's young, like yeah. And it's easy to forget, but Desmond Bain was twenty two when he don't do this. League. Don't worry. I can't do the. No, no, no. I'm not comparing, but I'm saying like when Josh joined the league, like it was easy to see he was not anywhere close to being ready. And yes. like, it's, it's so easy to compare ages, but age does make a difference in sure. terms of where no, you I get... mean, your developmental cycle, the 17 to 22 range is key. It's why it's why Dennis Smith jr. Kind of got fucked because he was, he, he spent his senior year in high school with the torn ACL, his freshman year of college. He played at a, he went to a terrible program. The only year he actually developed was the one year under Rick, and Rick was done with him by game 50. Exactly. Development is just so important during those years. And Carl, you know, that's why it was disappointing that they drafted him in the sense of Carl had no interest in developing him. Also, there was COVID. Also, there was no summer league that year. And so it's like the deck was very much stacked against him in that entire 2020 class. Like James Wiseman is going through – a similar like series of like, this is just really hard because if you miss time and if you don't, if you don't play basketball, it's hard to get better at basketball. Of course. Like uh, I think another example from that same draft is like Patrick Williams, like the bulls took him seven and 
Like they would rather play Io DeSumo over Patrick Williams. Right. Like which is it's, yeah. Which is what it is. Like it's it's it it's a really great encapsulation of how no one knows anything ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like it's all projection. And some of it is like obviously you have to give credit to Josh, like having the the wherewithal and just the the will to still succeed even if maybe like outside forces are in environment is I don't want to say against him, but like, you know, there's more factors leaning against the fact he won't succeed than will. And the fact that he did it is, is great. And even for Jaden, like this, I know a lot of us are going to freak out about what a great game Jaden is, but he's still going to be inconsistent, but these are the kinds of things that are really promising. And it's, it's awesome. It's just awesome. It's 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 a nice win and it's a nice game to take me away from everything else. That's all I'll say. Good, good. Yeah. Well, hope I got. see you here on uh, on Wednesday night when we're up here even later. Okay. For, that'll be oh, that's, oh okay. Um, that'll be good. That, that might be everyone... a sad game, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Hopefully, we have a good night. All right. Take care. Talk soon. Okay, I want to read everybody this quote, Kelly Kaplan. This is from, I don't know, about an hour ago. Josh Green on how he found out about the Kyrie Irving trade. I don't have Twitter, so I had no idea. I was in the shower, and I came out to like 20 text messages, and I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like, I'm traded. (laughs) That's adorable. Okay, coming up next is, let's go with Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Kirk, what's going on? I'm just uh, living the dream. I had a little bit too much caffeine late, so I'm like exhausted while wired. Right on. Too much coffee, I guess. Yep. I got you. All right. Well, I mean, I don't even know where to start, man. This was such a fun game to watch. Like, this is the most fun I've had watching this team all year, and it was without Luca. Yep. I mean, who'd have thunk it? But, man, I, I remember watching the first quarter. Uh, it's It sucked. The first quarter sucked. And uh, we had a lineup out there of, like, it was Wood and, gosh, it was McKinley Wright, Theo. Oh, gosh. Who else was it? Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to. I think it was Frank was also out there, and might have been Tim. I'm not sure, but it it was a less than stellar lineup. Like it was, it was a lineup that the Rockets would be jealous of. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, man, if you would have told me that we would have this lineup in the first quarter in the 55th game of the year, uh, you know, before the season started, I would have thought that something catastrophic happened to Luca. Uh, would force his way out. A uh, kid just probably might have, you know, just up and quit for no reason. And, you know, we're tanking. But we somehow still won the game. <laughs> great. It was great. And yeah, they won no. rather convincingly. Like, every time I felt like the Jazz were going to do something, Josh Green punched them in the mouth. He did. And, man, it's it's – I'm also a huge – Big, I'm sure you, I don't know if you remember, but I love me some Josh Green, and it's a hearty party over here on Josh Green Island. Uh, and we started going to Jaden Hardy at the end of the game as like a closer almost. He had some very nice shots. I was very pleased with his decision making. Uh, the foul drawing was exquisite, it's like very underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, just a nice game now. Josh Bowe made the very good point that I think we all need to understand that the Jazz are literally a bottom four defense. Like, they're worse than our defense. So there's an element of this where it's like, how much of this is repeatable? I think some. I do. I really do think that because I think that, 
you know, Josh Green, more so than Hardy, and this is fine, he's older, but Josh Green has, um, if, if teams stop giving him drives, which I don't understand why they give him the drives that he gets, if they stop giving him those drives, um, and he, yeah. his shot is still nice. I've enjoyed the quality and the, the, you know, he took a lot of open jumpers tonight. They just didn't guard him. But the night, the, the shot that he hit against, uh, before the Warriors yeah. game, what's wrong with me? It was, um, when Luther went out and like things were going sideways and he hit a bear, a, a, a late three. Like I like that stuff. Like that's very important to me. Pelicans. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, he's, I, I feel so comfortable with him knifing to the paint. Like he's like, that's an actual skill that he has now. I do think like. teams are going to take and, it away because they realize he does, like at some point someone's going to realize he doesn't have a left hand. Like that's fine. Like, and that's not a criticism. Yeah. Like I let, you know, he can, he'll develop a left hand, but he drives so hard to the right. At some point, yeah. someone's going to like, there's going to be like, Hey, sit on this. And then how do you counter it? That's the, the interesting thing to me. How do you counter those sorts of things? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think then maybe the next step in his evolution is being able to yes, shoot on the move, which he did a couple of times then, tonight that were fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially in the mid range. I was like, you know, this is actually, it's actually looking silky smooth. I think all of his threes that were spot up, just Jays. Yep, if I can remember correct. But you know, if he's if he's able to shoot on the move, I mean, well, the threat of shooting on the move is just as important as the actual shot because it means guys are guarding you. So. Yeah. So, yeah, and I have to give uh, Dwight Powell his roses. Incredible Man, just game. Imagine, just imagine if he was this effective on the boards like every game. Like, he would be an, he would be a plus asset for us. Sure. And so, yeah, uh, fun game, fun, fun win. Uh, it's almost as fun as the game three win in Utah last year. Like that take. Almost. Well, thanks. Almost. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah. All right, you too. Okay, coming up next is my man Brent. What's going on, Brent? Hey, Kirk. How are you? I'm all right. You've got what you've been asking for tonight, and especially in the fourth quarter, you got some point green. Yeah, a lot of point green. Very, very, you know, the, it doesn't reflect in this box score, only two assists. But the initiation, like the pushing of the paint, the the just doing weird Josh Green shit, we got a lot of it tonight. I liked it. It was a very, very fun game. I've been thinking a lot today about these other draft picks in these next three days. Now that the seal is broken, players are, you know, swapping around and, and that 2029 pick is out the door. It's, it's almost like the future is now kind of moment because if Kyrie Irving is not, you know, something you can depend on for next season, can you really set on the rest of these assets if you can go out and find value? Oh, I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done. And and the lineup, when you look at it, you know, it, there's a lot riding on whether Maxi Kleba is, is like a functional human being when he comes back from this torn, surgically repaired hamstring. So, uh, but that, you know, that's it's slightly a problem for another day, but. I don't know, you see the bones of like what they could do where it's, a, you know, one of the things that I keep coming back to was a take. I want to say it was the Zach Lowe take where it's like, what if the Mavericks actually used Zach, uh, uh, Luka Doncic the way that the Brooklyn Nets did before he hurt his hamstring, which was Luka, uh, 
um, James Harden used to run offense for three quarters. Like he would set people up, he would serve the table. And then in the fourth quarter, he would become the battering ram, which is what Luca does all game long. And I wonder with another ball hander like Kyrie, if they could do a little variation of that, where it's like, you know, maybe you do a little my turn, your turn, because it, you know, Kyrie's one of the greatest freelancers in, in basketball. So it's, I don't know, the, the, the offensive options are up in the air. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. The defense, kind of a different question that I don't want to think about. But what you're talking about is we're so accustomed to these incredible first quarters. Yes. What if you could copy and paste that's that to exact, the fourth exactly on a regular right. basis? Kyrie's, Kyrie's a league. I want to say he's the league-leading fourth-quarter scorer. Yeah. We're, we are, or I should say the Mavericks are. I keep, I'm that's so fine. excited about this time of year it's, that it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm using we're, fan we're pronouns all, now. No, we're Mavs at this point. It's fine. I'm good with this. A big man short, a wing short, and a third point guard short. Now, well, that's a, the, you, or a rotation short. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it feels like three pieces that we don't have because I don't think we're going to. Do you think anything is going to come of Marquise Morris? I mean, where is he going to fall on the depth chart? It's a good question because he only played 10 minutes a game up there. I think he might be cooked. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably the default. We have to assume that he doesn't have anything left for him to be chosen. I'd rather him. I'd rather be happy than than need him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to now, both of us get crazy when with fake trades and, and and specifics. But in terms of those three needs, if you were to prioritize them, big man, wing, you know, third guard, where would you prioritize them? Aiming the assets they have left. My mind says wing. My heart says big. Yeah. So that's my. It's going to be interesting. I think we're going to have more to talk about Mavs related by the end of the week. Well, we'll see. I mean, it'd be great for me. Well, maybe not. My marriage seems to be questionable at this point <laughs> without me doing this much fucking podcasting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm having a great time. You know, it, this has yep. been the nice part about it. It's funny because I remember maybe year two of Luca. We're like, they never do anything at the trade deadline. It's like during Luca's time here, they've made three mega deals at the trade deadline out of five years. So it's really. I agree with what you said earlier in terms of getting the most value. It's tough to look back on until a player's career is totally over and go, hey, that was their career year. We may have been looking at not a, a, a season because it overlapped two seasons, but this may have been the best year of both Dorian and Spencer's career. I mean, it's possible they go on and crest above what they've done in the last 12 months, but it's possible that the Mavs sold absolutely high on both. And that doesn't mean that I'm completely happy with the trade for various reasons, but you know, it maybe it's a little bit less of a panic move than I was thinking about earlier in the day. If that is the case. <sighs> I feel you, but the, the bones are there for, if you want to pick at it, that there was a panic move. Um, you know, maybe the mural worked. I don't know, but it, it's certainly a lot to process, uh, you know, uh, both intellectually and emotionally as a Mavericks fan, for yes, sure. And, and we're going to have a hell of a lot to talk about between now and, and the time the season ends, whenever that is. Yep. Well, thank you for uh, coming up. And as I mentioned earlier, actually, no, I did this in the podcast with Josh. 
you wrote a fun piece today. There's a lot of pieces on Mavs Moneyball, let's be clear. Like, go, like there's probably eight things you guys could go read, which we try to not do more than four a day. Just things can sit what I refer to as above the fold on the site. But you wrote a uh, you wrote a piece called uh, The Dallas Mavericks Take the Marshmallow Test After the Kyrie Irving Trade, which was excellent and fun unless you have very strong takes about psychological experiments uh, which a few of our commenters, of course they do, uh, and didn't like Brent's premise, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Brent hopped off, it seems. All right, there we go. All right, coming up next, let's go to my man Tyron. Hey, Tyron, how you doing? Doing good, Kirk. How you doing? I, I am I am all right. I just want to start my rant off saying that, well, let me preface this by saying, you know how oftentimes you say that you get pissed off because things happen and you wind up being right? So who's been clamoring for more hearty? Well, the green thing has been a long time for like most of the most of the group because it's like Tim Hardaway can't you can't play Tim Hardaway like this anymore. No, nah, you can't. You know, uh, yeah, you, you you really can't. But uh, shout out to those guys for actually showing up and showing out tonight. And I hope it's the beginning of. Uh, many more games but uh you said something interesting in the beginning of the show about uh Dinwiddie and again I remember we had a conversation on a previous show about Spencer Dinwiddie looking off the younger guys Mm -hmm. and it's very funny that now that he's gone they're signing you know so at first I was kind of uh I'm not gonna say upset but I was kind of I don't know, I felt a way, I don't know how, how to describe it, but I felt a way about uh, Spence getting, but uh, after tonight, it's making sense. You know, after after all the, the, the dust kind of settled from uh, Sunday, a lot of things are starting to make sense. And I can honestly say for the first time this season, I'm excited about uh, what's going forward. I, so I, This is a very specific thing. But I think that they traded Spencer in a way that where five years from now, I'm going to remember the Spencer Dinwiddie Mavericks experience in truly like glowing fashion. I'm going to be really grateful for his time. I am right now, but I'm not going to remember some of this, which I think is for the best because some of this comes down to the fact that he is not what the Mavericks need. He gave the Mavericks everything he could but he wasn't what the Mavericks needed. And that's not fair to him to hold him to that standard over a long enough time. And instead they kind of part right as he's beginning to sort of crest um, in, in certain ways. And, And now we, you know, we can just, we'll remember the good times. Oh yeah, not for sure. I'll definitely remember him dragging Mm -hmm. us to the finish line last year. (laughs) So, I mean, and, and uh, there's reports out there that, uh, he and Dorian won't be in Brooklyn. I don't know that what's got going fun. on with so, that. So what that was, was the, the Nets were basically trying to expand the trade to a three-team trade, seeing if they could work out something with Toronto for Fred Van Vliet. And that fell through, which is why the trade is now official. So they are Nets, because the Nets account actually put together like the kind of a kind of video around Dorian that like made me a little bit misty. It was like, fuck, I mean, I miss Dorian, like that sort of thing. Yeah, nah, and the, the, both of those guys, they're going to be great in Brooklyn. I think so, so too. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see them uh, going up there and, and doing their thing. And we don't However, have to play them this year. We, we're that? done playing them. We don't have to play them this year. So it's like we can just like unabashedly ah, support the Nets. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I could just imagine the AAC being all wimpy if uh, we had another game with them. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's 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 pretty much. Oh, oh, one more thing. I, you know, now that the dust has settled, the the tone of the room has changed so much, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, about the Kyrie seven, stuff. Seven. About that? which stuff? Oh, the whole Kyrie. Oh, I mean Irving that'll thing. come like, back though. He just hasn't played yet. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it's just funny because, I mean, when we look at, you know, previous Mavericks history, everybody was ready to, sure. you know, start a mob and go get Jason Kidd out of Dallas, run him out of Dallas, and then we started winning and all that shit went away, right? So, well, that's what makes tonight's <laughs> win so nice in the fact that, like, not only did they win big, but we were allowed to enjoy Josh Green and Jaden Hardy without the context of Kyrie Irving yet. Like, the, the broadcast talked about Kyrie a lot to start the broadcast, and then they just sort of stopped because the game was so good for, for what we were hoping for. And, and I'm glad. I mean, because not, not to diminish anything that he has done or said, uh, but he has admittedly admitted his wrong and made his mistakes. And, you know, for I can't remember the guy's name. Some assholes that I've seen, I've seen in ESPN, excuse me, uh, you know, was just really, really, really going at him, narcissist and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, bro, he, he, you know, come on. Nobody's perfect. Now, again, I'm not condoning anything that he did. Or, what he did and said was wrong, 100%. But, you know. <sighs> what I'm interested in with Kyrie is whether it's like drama attracts him, whether it's a trade request, whether it's like, you know, he forced his way out of Cleveland because he, he said he needed, he likes, he's like, I'm going to get knee surgery if you don't trade me. Like the, it's like the, <laughs> the, the thing with Kyrie is like the sheer volume of like high school dramatics is very lengthy. Like the thing that he did earlier this year that he's, you know, he's since, you know, we don't need to bring up specifics, but it's like that was kind of like a new level of what the fuck. Everything else was like very, I don't know, kind of reminded me of Terrell Owens type stuff. Um, and, and so it's uh, Jason Gallagher's up here a little while ago and he mentioned he's, I think a lot of people sort of hope and expect that because he wants another contract that he will put his best face forward for a long enough period of time. And it's just, it's, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Will I'm I'm just anxious to see uh, what, what what's going on. And honestly, I don't I don't have any backing behind this, but I really do feel like there was some stuff that went on in Brooklyn that we might not ever know about until Kyrie Irving is old and gray. Um, I mean, maybe like the stuff that Joe like like there's elements, and you know, depending. And this is like kind of a, a this dips into stuff I definitely don't want to talk about, but like the way Josiah went at him over a lot of this stuff was the sort of thing that calls into like the, the tricky relationship between owner and, and, and worker. And even though this is like super basketball level stuff. And it was like, I know a lot of people who who thought it was very uncomfortable and, and, you know, Cuban occasionally does that himself, but that's a different deal. Um, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. I, I just, I, the thing that I think about now, and I, somebody pointed this out to me is that he has willingly left LeBron James, Jason Tatum, and now Kevin Durant. And I'm just like, whoo, <laughs> like, please, 
please don't. You know, I, I, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of one of these tricky situations that I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them play, and then I'm going to take it a game at a time, and I'll do my best to do that. That that that's all you can do, and you know, you know, hope for the best, expect the worst. Because if he pulls some shit that he pulled in Brooklyn, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and I'm glad to hear somebody say that out loud because it's like. I don't ever want to say it because I'm the negative Nancy, but it's like, oh, yeah, that's true. Well, thank you for hanging out with us. Absolutely, man. Y'all have a great Yep. See you Wednesday because Kyrie should debut Wednesday. Michael, what's up, buddy? My West Coast Mavs fan. Give Michael a second, see if the audio is going to work for him. Hey. Welcome. Uh, wow. I mean... That game was like a 10 out of 10, like no notes. That was like, it was kind of cathartic. Like, I feel like we, I mean, first of all, it feels like this season we've had like, like less than, we've had like only several blowouts, like actual, well, not okay, sorry. No, not okay. This wasn't a blowout, I guess, but it kind of, I don't know. It was just like very, it was just very satisfying to just kind of see. Um, just like all the initiative that uh, kid kind of entrusted uh, Josh with. Um, and also Hardy, I think like, like this is kind of like one of, I mean, I was actually kind of like satisfied with a lot of the decisions that he made. Like there was that one lineup in the fourth where I was, it was like, it was like JaVale and McKinley Wright and THJ and Reggie and like Frank. And I was like, this is, this is, this is not it. This lineup is, <laughs> this lineup is going to give up the lead. And they did give up the lead. Um, but then, you know, kind of went back to Powell and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. Um, I feel like this game kind of made me accept the idea of trading wood. Like he, I mean, I know that he was just coming back from injury, but it was just like, like he was like, a, he was, I think it was like a minus 16 out there and it was pretty clear. Like, I don't know, like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, dog on him because this is his first game back from injury. But it's also, like, you know, it's like a thumb sprain. Like, that doesn't really control, like, you know, the rest of your body it and, like, how active thumb, you are. But I agree. You know, I thought he, he yeah. rebounded the wall well, which was interesting. I think that sort of – he just might have had an off-shooting night. But, uh, you know, once again, the, 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 the Jazz have big guys. And I hate to see him get worked. It's like I've yet to see him have a good game against a good big. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was that. I think there was that one game against Denver where he. I think he. I think he was like twenty six and twelve, right? But I think we ended up losing that game right. anyway. So and it's it just like, kind of like, like a good game. Okay, good game and a winning effort. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's tough. It's tough. I, I, um, I feel sometimes I'm overly critical of him, but then it's just like you saw him on the bench tonight. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. And I think like I I don't know. Like I don't want to just like dump him for nothing. Like obviously if like, you know, like if if the team is like wants him for nothing, then yeah, I'm not gonna give him up because he still has like a lot of like really he he's like probably the most skilled big that we have by far. Although some of Powell's moves on Kessler today with and Kessler and Lowry today, like yeah, he was kind of in his bag. Like I was like kind of surprised that he was he had like spin moves and like I was like and like fakes and I was they like not, yeah, they did not take the the Mavericks seriously. The Jazz did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think well, I don't know. I th- I think like if if we can find like some like defensive help in the front court then 
and like, I don't know, then yeah, I'd be, I think I'm accepting the idea of giving up wood for that, but I don't know. Other than that, like, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I ultimately, I'm not, I'm kind of not sure like what, we've heard like the Clippers are interested in him and it's like, well, do we really want to take like Kennard back in his salary? And, uh, um, like, well, yeah. I, are you just going to play like all six, five guys? Like that's, that right. the question. Yeah. Like, like they have no, like at some point I feel like we need, like we need like a big with like heft and the Clippers, like they're not trading Zubach. They're not going to, they're like, who would they give up? Like maybe, okay. But two might be interested in, but I don't think they're gonna want to give oh, him up. They are he's, either. He's he's helpful. Yeah, he's in their pretty key in the rotation. Bob Coving- that's funny. Yeah. Javier in the in the chat says Robert Covington, who it's just like that's who I think. Did it. He's 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 who I think. Um, peak Bob Covington is what I th- is who I think Dorian has become. Meaning like a guy whose value trails what he actually gets traded for by quite a bit. Because like by the time Covington was traded for all these firsts, he'd kind of lost what he was good at. Goga, that's a great one. Goga, it, yeah, it kind of in, uh, up in uh, Pacers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Goga could be interesting. Maybe Isaiah Jackson, but they probably are gonna. They probably want to keep him. Roko is interesting because I feel like he. It's like for a while he was kind of like under. He was kind of like undercover as like you know a, like a hidden gem when he was like with the Process Sixers and everything, and then. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of became like the face of like the new wave of like. Yeah, and then at that point, he and and somebody Armand in the chat says Covington is cooked, and that's sort of my yeah. that's sort of my assertion is that by the time he first started getting moved, he was already cooked and has since been moved mm-hmm. like three times, and it's each time he like the man must have been moved at this point for like four first round picks. That's like what was happening. Yeah, not, yeah. The one I think the Blazers gave up two for him, and is like, yeah, is he really that kind of difference maker anymore? Um, but I mean, I think, I mean, I think I would, I mean, I think I would take him, but I definitely prefer Batum for or sure. something. Well, I don't know. I'm, uh, and then uh, I right, don't want to dominate time. So last point, that, last point that I want to make is, uh, well, I don't know. Is this kind of it? Kind of the trade actually feels real, like after like all the social media posts, and it's like. And like all like the posts, all like, you know, like the Nets and like the Mavs, like social media, they're like, you know, doing their, you know, farewell things. And it's just like, I don't know, like, I really like DFS is just kind of like one of the few, like, I guess, homegrown kind of stories and like watching him develop, like from when he was like a rookie and he was like, he was, like, he was having to like battle with like, I don't even remember who he was like. He, had to, he was like, a rookie? I remember, yeah, like, friggin', it was uh, like uh, the guy from Argentina. Uh, he went Nico Bustino, where I was like, these two guys are yeah. awful. I remember being at summer league and hating them both. <laughs> and, and then, and then, like he was like for the first four years or so, it seemed like he was gradually getting better. But he started from so low uh, of a three point percentage. He was like thirty and thirty point five and thirty one. And I was like, and, and he kept going back Luka's, to the league. The second half of Luca's rookie year, he jumped eight percentage points. It was the new year turned over. I remember this because I remember arguing with Dalton Trigg about this, where I was like, dude, this is an outlier. He's going to suck ass again because no one jumps eight percentage points. And then, especially, oh, no, sorry, fine. don't want to interrupt you. No, 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 no. I was going to say, like, especially after having just gotten like their second contract, right? Like, 
it, it's like you kind of think like, okay, well, you kind of expect players to put a little bit more juice in their contract deal. And then, and then, like, with he was on like a three-year, twelve million-dollar contract, and he all of a sudden, like, that first year of the contract, just starts shooting like thirty-eight percent, and like, pretty much becomes like, you know, like pretty much exactly the perfect kind of fit with Luca, and it was just, and like, you know, Swiss Army knife on defense and everything, and yeah, well, I don't know, I like from a detached point of view, like, I think this is probably like the first season, like. If you look at his percentages, I think, or is it percentages or raw production or something? Base, I think it was like he's had improved his three point percentage like every year he'd been yep. in, and I think this is like the first year where it kind of seemed like that might not happen. He it could still happen. He could still go on a tear, but um, I can definitely see the argument where it's like, okay, he's like twenty nine, about to be thirty. Like, how much? how much longer can you expect to have this kind of production from him? And so I can kind of see the detached from a detached point of view, you know, trying to sell on DFS and Spencer when the value is high, but even still, like it's, it's going to be tough. I'm going to be like looking out for his, I mean, look, I'm going to be trying to like get one of the jerseys like before they, you know, stop being produced. I mean, the first game we really get our asses kicked. People were going to be like, Oh man, it would have been nice to have Dory in this game. Which might yeah, be, or like the first game. Of, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. Imagine like if like Kyrie. It's like you know. I can I can definitely see a situation where like Kyrie goes out and it's like there's like not much chemistry because he hasn't practiced with the team and he's just like trying to like freelance a little bit. Maybe he's like getting like I don't know. Well, I mean he's like an okay finisher, but like there's it's gonna be there's kind of gonna be a lot of pressure. Um, but. I just, I guess, I brought up D, I brought up DFS because I think just uh, okay. Last point, um, I brought up DFS because well, I think just watching Powell tonight just kind of made me just you know it just kind of made me kind of appreciate him a little bit more. Like he was there during like the like when we had Charlie V and Monte Ellis. Like like he's been a part of the team for so long and has like. You know, I mean, there was there were a couple of years where he tore his Achilles, but he's like been like a constant fixture in the rotation, and he's like you know been like a sterling uh, locker room presence, and you know he's honestly been the best big that we've had this. Okay, maybe okay. I guess we could argue Wood, but I think sure. I don't know. Wood definitely has a production on him, but if you just kind of look at how the team plays, like. It just looks so much smoother with Powell out there, and he's like screening, and he's just like kind screening of like matters. Like everybody underrates screening, I think a great deal, and screening is really mm-hmm. a lost art because it's it's a symbiosis between the ball handler and the screener. And Powell is basically the only Maverick who knows how to screen. That goes including like Reggie, who sets all sort of offensive foul stuff. And yeah, like, and everybody gets mad at Dwight Powell's offensive fouls. It's like well, the man sets a billion screens. Like at a certain point, a ref's going to call something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, like as a percentage of all the screens that he sets, he's doing pretty well, I think. And and then there's like the, all like the Gortat screens that he sets, like for Luca. Like I think SJ like pointed out tonight that like Kyrie is going to feast yeah. on those, like all the screens that he's going to set. And you could tell that like he was setting the screens and like loosening up the defense and allowing like Josh Green and Jaden Hardy to like attack downhill in space. And like I mean, it, it, it's just like the. Kind of just like looking at how the offense flowed between when Powell was out there and when Wood was out there. This is not just a night and day. And so I feel like, I don't know, I want, 
he gets uh, a lot of criticism from Mavs fans, but I really hope that he retires the Maverick. He's I hope he's like you know Udonis Haslam or something. Like he's he's probably paid too much for the production that he has, but you know hopefully he'll be lost a spot for him. Like right, yeah. Sorry. What if you're paying him half of what he's making now? You know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Although even then, it's like. Right now, like nine million or ten million or something, eleven million. Like with the cap spike coming in, it's going to be the cap's going to be like one hundred sixty million or something like that. Like, I mean, for a, for someone who's like a, whose best role is like energy backup big, I feel like ten million is like you could do worse for like a sure. big. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks so uh, much, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Never. No. Never feel bad about talking up here. I'll usher your ass off if I want to. I don't, you'll you'll get the drift. Like like my man Ruben here. Hi Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up, Kurt? Man, I I was like a little stressed out from work and stuff like tonight or whatever because the first two Tuesdays of every month are kind of like super busy at my job. But I was like, damn. And then I looked at that. I looked at our lineup. I was like, fuck. Mavs are not gonna make me even happier. So I like started watching the game. I'm like, what? Like my emotions were like, what we. Am I dreaming? We're we're not even supposed to be this close in that half. We were were we up or like down like five or something like that? I can't I can't even remember. But this this game tonight, like man, that it did something for me, man. Like just I'm up here mostly for Josh Green Island. Let's go, Josh Green, and the hardy party we got tonight. But uh, these last couple of days, Twitter has been just comedy to me like oh it's great i just been rolling in tonight oh my god (laughs) just a couple you know bibs oh yeah bibs posted after the game uh he put up i'm so sorry dodo dodo's career high 28 and then he posted uh hardy and josh green tonight 29 a career highs for them i was like oh my god too soon bro and I just started rolling. And then uh, Nick, Nick Angstead posed, oh, my gosh, what if you add two all-stars to this team? And I just started rolling, laughing. But um, I- I'm definitely glad, um, you know, Dodo I- – I feel like this may be good for Dodo. I feel like, you know, he started with us. We groomed him to a great player. And I, I feel like, you know, the sky's the limit for that guy, like, Dodo did everything right for us, but, you know, at the same time, we can't be hypocrites because I feel like, you know, being a Mass fan, all you hear is, oh, man, we love our players too much. We are so scared to yep. let everything go, da-da-da, but when we finally let it go, you start hearing people like, we didn't have to do this, da-da-da, you know, the world is ending. I'm like, you can't have both sides. You can't, you know, have your cake and eat it too, but, but Spence, I do want to give Spence his flowers. He literally – um, and, and it goes back to, you know, people have the blueprint on you if you roll out the same thing for too long. And especially with Luca, you can just see it. And Spence played a major role of us. Both of them pay, played a major role of us getting to the Western Conference Finals. You can't take that away from you guys. And, um, you know, he, he was not a cancerous locker room player in my eyes and to a lot of people's eyes um, in Dallas. So, I would still I would still watch Nets games um when they come on. I won't ever watch Nick games. Um I have yeah, my own no, thoughts agreed. on that. Um but those guys were troopers. Um and I hope nothing for the best for them. But it, like this whole time, this whole season, we've been crying for more green, more hardy. 
and these guys just played tonight with like nothing to worry about. Like they knew in their head, like, oh, I'm not trade bait. Like you can tell it was affecting THJ. My guy is fresh. It's like he's pressing too hard now, and you can like see it. It's kind of like sad to see because he's missing missing fucking free throws now and he's a great free throw shooter and I just don't get that but I did have a question about um Verdevelt he's over here looking for Lawson oh my god love that see that's why this what is going on I mean I think a lot of people think that the Mavericks have a chance to him but I don't really know how um because of the salary Seawood and THJ I mean Vanderbilt doesn't make that much money like Vanderbilt's coming off, um, oh. like he actually he's like at a six million ish range. I want I could be wrong, but like you know, so those guys make a lot. So it's it's just it's difficult. But I do expect these three players not four. Well, thank not you, Harris. Off, maybe three. These three players: Reggie, Taj, and Seawood. I don't expect one of them to be on the team past Thursday. Um, I love Seawood. I, I still kind of hope we resign Seawood or let it play out. I'm not um, against letting it play out anymore um, just because, you know, you know, how his market sounds, we, he might be open to re-signing after this season, um, how everything pl- is playing out right now. But I, I wouldn't – I'm expecting one of those three guys not to be on the team. I if am too, can, yeah. That's where I you, am as well. If, if you can flip C. Wood and those three guys for, like, pieces, oh, my God. Like, I don't know what you get, though. I think, like, at that point, you're just sort of, like, changing up player. Like, it'll be like somebody who also sort of stinks that we talk ourselves into. Right. It, and look at tonight, though. That That's kind of, like, what tonight kind of showed you. You We just played this team with Dodo and Spence and without Luca. was it, the other night? It wasn't too many, for, too many nights ago. Yeah. And we lost. But tonight, this looked like a totally – what do you – like, I mean, is it coaching? What do you like? Utah did not show to? up. Ryan, Ryan just said that in the chat. That's what happened. Like, apparently they didn't even come out for warmups until 12 minutes before tip. What? And there's wow. like a, like, so it's sort of what, what I let off uh, the show with Josh Bo about was that the, basically the jazz did what teams had been doing to them at the start of the year. Oh. Remember at the start of the year, like, oh, jazz are going to be terrible. And they were like, you know, first, second, third in the West for a, for a significant chunk of the season. But we even like everybody in their mom was expecting a loss. I was expecting sure. a loss. I wrote like, that in the damn game. You were about to post that in the first half when we were down 15. I know. Yeah. I was like, like, this is, you know, and I wouldn't have been mad. It's like, we don't have anybody playing. That's what I was like. I'm ready. Like I was ready to go to work tomorrow. Like fuck, this, let yeah. me get home and fucking take a shot. But tonight was a, a pleasant surprise, and I think it was just a different vibe. Even if they, we all know Luca makes players better. We've been saying this for forever, and I would say, yeah, we might get somebody else's trash. They may look like trash on another team, and that's why I'm kind of so excited about the Marquise Morris deal. I always like those – like, both of the twins play. I just don't like their cheap shit after the play type yeah. shit that they do. Um, but I always like their game. And maybe he – you know, he was getting 10 minutes a game in, in New York. 
but maybe you know another man's trash is another man's oh, treasure. Well, I mean, even if he sucks, then I'm looking at a different guy who sucks than the players who I've watched that have sucked for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and we got plenty of guys who have been sucking this that's season. Correct. So it'd be a. I would rather see a new guy try to suck. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm getting at. But Josh Green, Hardy, and and just before I go. I, Hardy, you drive into the hole as much as you want. Yes, you will get packed and blocked, but just seeing that that fire, just like foul drawing was fuck. good. Yeah, he, he's, it, he's allowed to get his shit sent away as long as he's drawing fouls every now and again. Exactly, yeah. and he he seemed like the only player like that wasn't. Maybe it was called up by Jake Kidd. It looked like they were like, no, either give Hardy the ball or yeah. uh, Josh Green the ball and drive. But he he wasn't scared to to drive, and I love seeing that. But let's go, Mavs. I feel like you know. You add those two players that were waiting on to come back, and the the West is kind of mediocre. And you, you know, all these playoff teams have a a kryptonite, and maybe we can look up and make it past the Western Conference Finals. But I'm glad for the win; it's going to make my week a whole lot better. You have a good night, Kurt. You too, buddy. Thanks for joining once again. All right, coming up next. No problem. Then we got a couple more people. Then I want to go to bed. Micah, you've been waiting forever patiently. Everybody, I'm going to get to everybody, so don't worry. But Micah. Hit that mute button one more time. I saw it go down and then go back up again. All right. Is it, all right, is it off now? The green ring around your name is how you tell. when you're okay. Oh, oh, okay. But, um, man, yeah, that was, that was fun. And, um... My main takeaway is this is why the draft freaking matters. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You think about our team, the, the main people we're excited about, and the main person we're upset that walked were all people that we drafted. It's just like, so that's, that's fun to see. And it's just, I mean, and you think, like, I'm almost ready to lie to myself, Kurt. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't trust anybody in the West, just being honest. And, like, it's just, like, the main, the one thing that I think would give us issues, I don't see it in the West. Like, there ain't really any power bigs. I, 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 the teams They're that actually that. worry me, the teams that actually worry me are, like, the Warriors – and that might be it because I think the Warriors are just a mismatch problem for us. Um, and because they just play such a different yeah, right. style of basketball. I'm not afraid of Memphis. I'm tangentially afraid of Denver just because of the firepower issue, but I would love to see that. Like that would be a fun series. I, you know, and I guess I'm afraid of the Clippers because Kawhi Leonard seems to have like, like, like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the first Terminator movie shit going on when he plays the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, that might be yeah. it, though. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, it's just like, I I'm, I can't sit here and lie and act like Kyrie isn't a wild card and you don't know what he's going to do, but it's just like there's some situations that he's catching platform that's like, do you really blame him? Like, let's say he left LeBron. Like, the truest thing is, when somebody shows you who they are, bully them. And 
Can Kyrie be looking at that situation and be like, okay, I know how this is going to go. You just traded everybody off. Now we're bad. So either one of two things is going to happen. He's going to send me off to some mid-ass team that for somebody that's marginally better, or he's going to leave us and we're going to stink. So maybe I should try to take this situation in my own hands. Now, there's and always then, there, there's always extenuating circumstances, but he has a lot of circumstances. It's like at a certain point, I, I always use there's an old Sarah Silverman joke uh, that she did like ten years ago, where it said, "If you keep having bad roommates, you're the bad roommate." And I, I, I think true. about that a lot yeah. when it comes, not just in relation to Kyrie, yeah. just in relation to like anybody that you have trouble with in life, and he just. He, Right. Even if you grant him some leeway, which I think is good, I think is a reasonable human thing to do. The, there's just so many things. <laughs> like, yes, there is, but still, it, like the what they wanted as a stipulation for his contract. Like, as much as you can say that Kyrie is a risk. What they were putting as his incentive was insane. Well, they were treating him so like Deshaun, like like the like the Cleveland uh, Browns treated Deshaun Watson, which it, it, right. I, I understand why he wouldn't do that. I also understand why the Nets did it that way. He had played 143 games out of 286 possible games. He made he made seven hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars per game that he played. Oh. Like that. How many games have been well, I mean, That's where it's just like the whole situation. <laughs> the whole situation up so there. That's the whole issue. Yeah. That's that's yeah. like so that's where people look at their situation just out of human nature, just yeah. differently. Like to say to look at it and be like, look, I'm an all star starter and this is just he gets poked in the eye, he don't want to play. Yeah, like, <laughs> I got to scream at him to shoot the ball, like. But he's guaranteed all this money. But y'all are saying I got to win a championship to get three years? What are we doing here? Sure. No, I mean that. I understand why he rejected oh, that for sure. The the NBA PA probably would have had a cow, and he's a vice president. So, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good thought, Micah. We got anything else for us? Um, no, man. Um, it was fun. Maybe I'm ready to lie to myself. We'll I'm see. Not, like, I'm not quite there. Um, I, I, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some post All Star break. But that's also me just needing to get to All Star break. Well, it's just like you said, the Warriors are the only team that scares me. And man, that team without Steph Curry for a month, they're in a, they're in a, they're in a problem. They're they're in a real problem. That's not good because I don't know, like, when I watched that last game, it's like we lost and it looked like it played out ex- like exactly to a T the way the New Orleans game played out. Yep. You're right about that, man. It's identical. I was like, whoa, okay, they're in trouble. But, All right. Well, let's talk soon. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Right, have a good night. How do we have more people joining? AJ, what's up? Howdy, Kirk. Uh, 
Darth Fader 41 ah. here. Uh, just want to say, first and foremost, I uh, want to give a shout out to you guys at Mavs Moneyball. You guys have been navigating the rocky waters as of late, I would say, with uh, integrity, and it's some, some good journalism. So thank you for that. Uh, on to tonight's game. Um, I had a Dwight Powell plus 1,800 to double-double prop tonight. Wow. And the Mavericks played a playerless roster. So, of course, Dwight is going to get some good run. Uh, I want to give him a shout-out because he had a career-high 16 boards, and eight of them were offensive boards. He had about 11 or 12 points as well. Um, but, you know, so probably in the shadow of, of Hardy and green tonight was Dwight Powell actually getting a lot of uh, shit done for us. Excuse me. And I saw him picking up young dudes, doing a little slap ass, you know, being a real team guy that everybody kind of memes him for, but I think it was much needed tonight and yep. he deserves a little bit of a, of a kudos at least. Yes. These are great takes. I just like don't you don't need to tell me this, but I now I need to know how much you put down for a plus eighteen hundred bet. That's amazing. I max bet it for eight dollars. So eight. So what's the? I can't do math. What's the winnings on that? It was like a hundred and thirty. That's bucks fantastically or fun. That's awesome. <laughs> I was. love that. I do too, and I love that it was Dwight, and uh, it, it was a, it was sort of just like the cherry on top of a very fun, unexpected win in a in a very murky, weird, exciting, and nervous time. Well, I'm glad it was fun because that you know, and and are you outside of Texas or are you in Texas? I am holding it down, Los Angeles, okay. Panda Hank. So, shout out to some others. So, so we're both in states where where gambling is not yet legal where we are that's but right. it's good to, it's good to have friends that's right that's right so i bring this up to point <laughs> out that like once this does happen in both of our states these sorts of like hilarious side conversations that come as watching come with watching sports where it's like you put down five dollars on a player prop bet that it's it, it really does make watching these games different and fun Certainly, it can uh, it can make a boring game. That's right, because you're just like game. rooting for one more very stupid specific statistic. Exactly, and for those who don't know, a plus eighteen hundred bet is eighteen That's to one. That's amazing. Odds. I love it's that. A shout out to Dwight. Honestly, uh, lost among all of the great things we can talk about, Dwight Powell looked like a, a real backbone and a culture guy on a team where we couldn't. You know, half of Half of NBA fans couldn't name a few of our starters tonight. So that's true. All right, man. Thanks anyway, so much. Thanks a bunch. Take care. Talk soon. Da, da, da. Seeing some, uh, my timeline is just preposterous tonight. Uh, Leo, what do you got for us, man? Sorry for making you wait. It's all good. Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Uh-uh. Where are you? What are you talking into? Your phone. All right. So do we have speaker on? Do we have. Headset in with Bluetooth anywhere? Hold up. Nah, we'll go ahead and just get that. I'll message you up later. All right. Sorry, buddy. Some, for some people, this app just doesn't work on the audio settings. We should maybe do a test room at some point and figure out some of the issues. Um, Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, Kurt. Can you hear me all right? I can. <clears throat> awesome. Thanks for bringing me up. I'll try to be quick. Um, I wanted to talk about or ask about uh, uh, Green and Hardy. Um, their, their minutes together when they were the like ball handlers, um, 
had some like shaky moments, I thought, but I, overall, I, I was thought it was promising. Um, and I wondered, I was wanting to know if you thought that um, they might, if the, without like a true third ball handler, if they might go to that um, throughout the season a little bit, especially when the inevitable um, Luca and Kyrie missing a couple games for rest or whatever happens. I hope we do. I hope we see more of it. I just like, I would rather some trial through fire type stuff. I mean, the, the, the jazz are not a great judge because they're so bad at defense, but I, you don't really get better unless you, unless you make, you know, you get the opportunity to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we definitely jazzed the jazz caught them by surprise. Definitely an outlier night for both those guys, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. I think at this point they they need minutes. NBA minutes is how they're going to improve. Um, but also, um, I I did want to mention that Jaden. I, I was looking at Jaden Hardy's um, height and wingspan. He's listed at six three with a six nine wingspan. He has a very big wingspan. He that that is true. Which, which, and so Damian Lillard six two with a six eight wingspan, and Donovan Mitchell. I think he's like six one with like a some crazy wingspan as well. And I'm not saying like he's going to be that that type of player, but I think um, if he's able to like put on some serious weight, um, like build up his shoulders, kind of like how Lillard and, and Donovan, and then improve like his ball handling um, and passing, and you know his overall game, I think he's got some serious potential. Um, and then along uh, on that same note, um, Green, um, I was trying to think of a of a career arc to compare him to. And I was really struggling. I, I was wondering if you had any um, thoughts on that. For which guy? I'm sorry. I, I made the mistake of checking my real work email at one in the morning, like a true psychopath. <laughs> You're good. Uh, the The career arc of Josh Green from like a guy who came in looking like he never played basketball in his life. I mean, life. honestly, like the closest I can think of that that is – is Dorian to a degree, but Dorian's different because he was an undrafted free agent signing. Like guys, you know, guys do take time to develop. That's, that's true. But a lot of what the sort of things that, that made Josh Green a late first round pick were why it's like guys that are drafted in my opinion, like 20 to 30 are often always not ideal because they're, they're sort of risky picks. And then you see kind of safer guys go in the first 10 picks in the second round. Mm-hmm. So he was picked at 18. That's, that's right, 18, which in, in hindsight is a little early for him. But it's, you know, what he's done is good. What he's done is is impressive. I, I think the Mavericks developmental staff deserve a lot of credit. I think he deserves a lot of credit because I was very, very frustrated, and I think we all were, that he just wasn't playing enough when they kept him out of summer league for the, the – two years after I thought that was a bit of a mistake um but you know he's kids done a good job putting him in positions to succeed and he's taken advantage yeah um I I, yeah totally agree um the one career arc I was kind of thinking of and I know they're different players I don't think he'll ever be as good as this guy um or you know really even close but uh where, where was Kawhi Leonard drafted just outside the lottery am i making that up it's got to be like so 12 somewhere, to somewhere close 12 to 18 ish though yeah it's it's in there that's what i was thinking yeah. too 
And, and he he was the kind of guy who really had no offensive game, mm-hmm. kind of similar in a way. Um, they taught him that, how to shoot, and like they taught him so well, he's a friggin' cyborg. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, I just, you know, he's Green has improved. I think he still has so much he can improve on. So I'll, I'm excited to see those two guys and how they grow. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all I got. Thanks, Kurt. All right, we'll talk soon. Um, no, I, I, I made the inadvertent mistake of, of taking a look at a couple of other things at Mavs Moneyball and I'm going to have to go police, um, you have to go police some comments in the Mavs Moneyball sections. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Once again, these shows are getting longer, but that means we have more and more people that want to talk and I always want to make sure you feel heard. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Hop over to Mavs Moneyball, read all of our stuff, share articles. Really appreciate that stuff. All right, guys, I will be back. Wednesday night yeah and you know maybe I'll do a moneyball minute on uh, Wednesday morning before the game I'm not sure everybody be good go Mavs